You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Tuesday. Crazy, crazy things going on in the college football landscape, which, of course, we're going to talk about here in just a little bit. But, uh, you know, I was thinking yesterday during the podcast and we were talking, like, not doing a full recap of the season, which we'll do, uh, obviously, when the season officially comes to an end. But just looking back on, you know, some of the individual players and playmakers for this Razorback football team, and, of course, all the eyes and the attention gets paid towards K.J. Jefferson, and rightfully so. Uh, his regular season numbers, just to kind of read through them of what he did this year, he completed 184 passes on 275 attempts. He threw for 2,578 yards, had a completion percentage of 67%, had 21 touchdowns, three interceptions, did get sacked 22 times, but on top of that, he was Arkansas' second leading rusher on the season, which is just crazy to think about, with 554 yards, which, you know, take, take into consideration the amount of yards he lost on that just by getting sacked. You know, he probably had over 700 yards or whatnot just on rushing attempts and everything like that. But uh, I, I see that number and see those numbers. And I think that I have to look back and just kind of compare it to other Razorback quarterbacks that I remember seeing. And it's kind of hard to do because if you look at just quarterback rating, K.J. Jefferson finished with the highest quarterback rating of any Razorback quarterback in the history of the program this year. Like, it doesn't seem that way, but it is reality. It is the truth. And I remember looking back on game one when Arkansas went up against Rice. And in the first half especially, I was sitting there and I'm like, man, this just, this just doesn't look right. You know, the team got off to a sluggish start. They, they didn't look like they were all there offensively. They had some issues. And, in fact, if you look at just the numbers of K.J. Jefferson in that first game, he goes 12 of 21 for 128 yards, uh, which is 57% uh, completion percentage. Had one touchdown, one interception, and uh, also got sacked three times. So I'm looking at that and I'm like, okay, well, I don't, you know, I don't know about all this. You know, what about what? I don't know about KJ. Uh, it, it looked okay, but it wasn't anything great. And then against Texas, the next game, it's like he goes 14 of 19 for 138 yards, which is fine. It's a good completion percentage, not a whole lot of yards, but didn't throw a touchdown pass, but did have one interception. And so I started thinking. I remember during those two games, I'm like, okay, well, if Arkansas is going to win this game. It's going to be basing it on the running backs and the running back core and being able to feed them the ball as much as possible because uh, if they have to pass it, they may be in trouble. I remember thinking that in the beginning of the season, and a lot of you thought the same thing. And then as time went on and as we got to see, K.J. Jefferson was the guy for QB1 this year. Like, there was no question. And game after game – Performance after performance, he continued to prove that he was the guy. And I think his real big coming out party, because even against AM, 
Uh, he got hurt. He, he played pretty well, but got hurt in that game. So to come out, Georgia can't really count because that was just you know awful all around. But his coming out party was really against Ole Miss, where he had six total touchdowns, three touchdowns through the air and three touchdowns on the ground. And ever since that point, he, he just really turned it on and started being the quarterback that we all hoped that he would be. And it wasn't even just about the big-time numbers that he was putting up because his numbers were pretty good. It was more about the fact that he was just able to, in clutch situations and when they needed drives, when the game was on the line, he was able to deliver, whether it was against Ole Miss, whether it was against Mississippi State, or uh, even in the position against LSU. And the way that he performed against Alabama, I I think really just set him apart. Threw for over 300 yards against Bama, three touchdowns, no picks. Like, you couldn't ask for anything greater uh, from any quarterback uh, at any point in time than what KJ was able to give you this year against Alabama. But I just started thinking about all of those things, and I'm like, you know, I, don't, I can't remember a time where a quarterback, at least from my opinion and my viewpoint, went from starting the year whether most people weren't too sure. Maybe one, some people wanted uh, Malik Hornsby to come in. No one really felt like he was going to be that type of gamer to where at the end of the season – People are feeling like and saying here in Arkansas, at least, that he belongs in the Heisman Trophy candidate race next season as a preseason favorite. Like, that's that's just a huge turnaround for this guy and, he, and what he's been able to do. And, it, and I think it just goes into play where you have a coaching staff that believes in their players and they know what they're doing, for, first and foremost. Like, that you're not having to ever worry about the wrong guy playing quarterback or the wrong guy being the running back or the wrong guys being on the offensive line. Like You're never going to have to worry about the wrong guys being on the field. But it also goes into the development, into the confidence that they have where they identify that there are certain aspects to these guys' games. It's like, this is the reason why. And with KJ, they identified early. They're like, this is why this guy's going to be it. We're not thinking about a quarterback change. We're not thinking about throwing in Malik Hornsby just to, you know, try to uh, maybe have a quarterback competition. No, if we're going to do it, we're going to keep riding it with KJ because we know how good he can be. Like, that's exactly what you want from your coaching staff. And I can't remember a time or seeing a quarterback that was able to develop this year the way that KJ Jefferson did. I think, and just, and this is my personal opinion, and maybe I'm, I don't even think this is recency bias because I haven't had that. But, not I'm not I'm not even basing off best quarterbacks, so don't get misconstrued. I'm not ranking this off best quarterbacks. When it comes to my favorite Razorback quarterbacks, my favorite ones, I think Matt Jones will always be my number one because of how awesome he was. And I think Ryan Mallett will always be my number two just because of the way that he was able to, to launch the ball anywhere on the field and make some of the throws. But honestly, KJ Jefferson might be creeping up and may even replace Ryan Mallett. And who knows, depending on what he does next year, he even, may even replace Matt Jones, depending on how great of a year he has. But it's just because he is such a gamer. He's a strong quarterback. He makes good decisions. He doesn't turn the ball over. He runs hard. He's a leader. He's tough. He is everything you want to have in an elite quarterback in this conference. And K.J. Jefferson continues to show it every single game that he is the guy. And I am just so happy he's on Arkansas's football team. So many people – especially outside the state of Arkansas, we're just talking about how they were having him as like the 14th best quarterback in the SEC going into the season. Well, he proved everybody wrong because besides, and again, I know he's not going to be preseason all SEC or anything, but Bryce Young, Matt Corral, okay. I'd say K.J. Jefferson would be top three, right? 
I mean, would you have him in anywhere else other than the top three? I wouldn't. People probably say Stetson Bennett. Well, yeah, it's easy when you got five-star talent all around you. Same thing with Bryce Young at Alabama. But when it comes to just being a gamer and wanting the ball in their hands when the game's on the line, give me K.J. Jefferson every day of the week and twice on Sunday. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is that how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. It's the number one cloud financial system to power your business's growth. With visibility and control your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. So over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite right now. And through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash NCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash NCAA for a very special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing business. netsuite.com slash NCAA. Also, we know that college football is still going on, and there's other things than sports world as well, but Price Picks is where you need to go when it comes to your daily fantasy because it is made easy. It's the leader in college sports daily fantasy, and it offers more college football props than anyone in the world. And all of you that sign up, if you use the promo code Locked On, you'll receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. It allows mixed sports entries as well, so you can take the over on LeBron combined with the under on Mahomes all in the same day. Use the award-winning app and on the App Store on Google Play. or And also make sure that you understand that entries are, can be made in 60 seconds or less. So it's easy. There's no reason to think it's going to be a difficult thing. It's easy to do. It's Prize Picks has safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code LOCKEDON or go to the App Store and download the app today. Prize Picks is the daily fantasy made easy. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, even though Razorback football regular season has come to an end, we still got Razorback basketball going on right now. And it's amazing because the Razorback basketball team entered into the top 10 officially yesterday. Uh, the AP uh, poll had them at number 10. The coaches poll had them at number 9. So there's no questions, qualms about it. Arkansas is a bona fide top 10 team at this point in time. And I was kind of talking about this on my radio show yesterday and had some people chime in and uh, give their thoughts on it as well. It's like, is Arkansas really a top 10 basketball team? Do they look like a top 10 basketball team? Are they playing like a top 10 basketball team? And, you know, I started thinking about, like, okay, so what, what do we base that on? We based it on performances, right? Has Arkansas's performances been perfectly, perfectly executed and crisp? No. But have they won? Yes. They are undefeated. They have not lost a game so far this year. Also, look around the college basketball landscape and seeing what other teams are doing, at least other teams that may be in the same stratosphere, in the same conversation. What have they done? Some teams have lost to inferior teams, teams that they shouldn't have, teams at home, teams that just got hot from three, teams that just surprised them at how good they could play and they ended up losing, but not Arkansas. Not yet, at least. Knock on wood. But that was just something that I thought was funny how we kind of have that mentality. And I think one of the reasons being is because of the lack of three-point shooting, which I will admit is a little bit of a concern when it comes to how good this team can be. Because I honestly thought that this team had have a chance or at least an opportunity to be just as good, if not better, at three-point shooting. 
but that hasn't really necessarily been the case so far this year. In fact, uh, the points are there, the offense is there and everything, but the uh, the jump shooting it just doesn't seem like it's really been at the uh, point in time where you need it to be if you're a Razorback basketball fan. 29% is what the team is shooting from three-point land. And, you know, J.D. Note is your best three-point threat. Well, he's only shooting 27% from the three. Uh, Chris Likes is probably your best bet also. He doesn't take as many threes, but he is shooting 36% from three-point land. And that's pretty much it as far as your three-point shooters. Devo Davis is shooting 30%. Uh, Jalen Williams, 28%. Jackson Robinson, 28%. K.K. Robinson, 25%. Like, you just have a bunch of guys. Like, D.C. Tony's hitting – he's hit 50% of his threes, but he's only shot like two. So, uh, you know, it's it's a concern. It is a concern. And But what I look at it in, you know, the way basketball is and how teams can get hot from three or hot from shooting and teams can go on runs and all that – how I look at this is that you have a bunch of guys that are able to, even when the three ball's not falling, win in different ways. And that's what great teams do. Great teams are able to win with their rebounding. And Arkansas has done a really good job at rebounding this year. One of the better rebounding teams, at least through the first six or so games that we've been able to see in quite some time. Like, they're getting it done on the glass. Another thing that they really do well is they get to the free throw line, get fouled a lot. They're able to uh, – the free throw shooting could use some work, but it's not terrible. It's 72% as a team, so uh, it could be a lot worse. But, again, not too bad. So, you know, you have that. And, and the fact that this team defensively has really turned it up a notch and trying to uh, – you know, the three-point shooting was really frustrating, I know, for a lot of fans and myself to watch. But they've tightened that up really well. And now they have a non-conference scheduled kind of the rest of the way. I think Oklahoma will probably be their next big battle, and that game's going to be held in Tulsa at the BOK Center. Uh, but besides that, it's like you got to feel good about where this team is at right now and what they've been able to do and how they've been able to accomplish it. And you got to be excited about uh, the future of it uh, for the rest of the season too. So, it's yeah, it's frustrating at times. It's kind of annoying at times. You don't really know what if this is team is a – good team or not at times, but just remember you're undefeated right now, all right? You're the number 10 team in the country right now for a reason. You weren't given that. You weren't just saying, well, it's Arkansas, so make them number 10. It's like people believe in you. Experts believe in you, and they think that you got a really great team. And so far, again, if this is the worst you're going to look and you're only going to improve as the season goes on, I think you're going to be in great shape. The SEC is going to be tough. It's going to be a tough conference this year. It's probably going to be even a better conference this year, generally speaking, than it was last year. You know Kentucky's going to be back. LSU's been looking good. Bama's still going to be in there as well. Auburn has showed some things. Florida's really upped their game. Tennessee, you can't deny the fact that they're better. So you're just going to have a really tough conference again this year. But you got a good team, and you got a team that can compete in this conference and do some really great things as well. You've already proven that. So you just got to keep it going. Keep everything in check. Keep everything in perspective. Try to get better as a team every single day. And, again, as long as everyone stays healthy, you'll be in good shape. I just wish – the only thing I want to see is find – we need a three-point shooter. Find find a guy that you can count on. Find a guy that you can really make it happen. Like, I don't care if it's, you know, Jackson Robinson. I don't care if it's Chris Likes. I don't care if it's Notate. Like, I don't care. Just find somebody that you can come in and you can count on to hit a three when you need it the most. That was something that the team had last year. Moses Moody was really good. J.D. Note was really good. Uh, if they can find just one other guy to really help out with that, I think they'll be in really good shape and be an even scarier team come March. I want to remind everybody that this podcast is brought to you 
by Boost Mobile. Let's be honest. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Get three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line and a free 5G phone when you switch. And so you can get the latest episodes here of the Locked On Razor Max podcast. That's the best thing about it. All on one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save with Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers coverage not available everywhere for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. Also, want to remind everybody that BetOnline.ag has you covered all season long for more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this year. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile website today and sign up today for your free, for 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So head to betonline.ag where the game starts. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, update on the coaching carousel. You know, yesterday we talked about Lincoln Riley going to USC, which was just mind-blowing. Uh, but there was another mind-blowing move that happened in college football, and that is Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly, who has been the Notre Dame football coach since 2010, has made the jump. That's just insane. Made the jump to LSU. Brian Kelly is going to be in the SEC next year as the head coach of LSU. And a lot of people are mixed on this one, but I look at it as, man, this is about as good as you could ask if you're LSU. Because looking at what he did at Notre Dame, first off, he's the one that really got Cincinnati going in a big way. Like, they start, they went 10-3, and 11-3, and 12-0 and in his th- three years there. And he was, uh, he was there 1-0 and and he was as the interim coach in the bowl game in 2006. But in three years, he was able to, really just be dominant. He goes to Notre Dame, goes 8-5 and five and 8-5. and five. Not too great. But then he plays in 2012 in the national championship against Bama. Gets blown out. But still finished the season number three in the country. And then they go to the pinstripe bowl the next year. Still finish top 25. But then 8-5. and five. But then they go 10-3, and three, go into the Fiesta. Then 4-8. and eight. Then 10-3. and three. Then 12-1. and one. Then 11-2. and two. Then 10-2. and two. And then 11-1. and one. So he just strung out a lot of great seasons at Notre Dame. And now he's taking on the LSU job, which we know is a, is a difficult job, a difficult task, but still one of the better jobs in the country, in my opinion. He said he needed a new challenge, a new opportunity, and I guess LSU was the one. Um, I think it's a rock star hire for LSU and about as good as you could ask for LSU. The only thing, though, that I'm going to be curious about what Brian Kelly can do at LSU, which he's won everywhere he's been, so there's no reason to believe he won't win again at LSU, is that... You know, he's, he's kind of been, you know, a guy that's been successful more in, in the northern school. And, you know, people talk about culture and all that. It's like, well, culture is good when you're winning. But, you know, how is he going to be received? How are the players going to respond to him? How is his recruiting going to go in Louisiana, in Baton Rouge? What's his coaching staff going to look like? Like, those are the questions that will probably get answered pretty quickly. Uh, but, again, if you're LSU, you got to be excited about this hire. you got to feel like you have a national championship uh, at your grasp now while uh, Brian Kelly's at LSU. Because, listen, you can't – it's it's tough to win a championship at Notre Dame. Like, I think Notre Dame is the most overrated 
uh, college football job in the country. I think that people try to make it out to be like a top five job, and it's not, uh, especially when you consider that you're an independent, you're in an all-conference. So it's like, oh, well, they go to a BCS championship game or they've been to the college football playoff. It's like, yeah, but still, they like it, it's it doesn't it seems like they're on their own little stratosphere in their own little world over there. So I'll be curious to see who they end up hiring. Everyone's saying Urban Meyer, but I don't think so. Uh, but as far as it being a top five job, I think that there's, I think LSU, I think Georgia is a better job. I think that Ohio state's a better job. I think that Texas is a better job. I think that, uh, USC is a better job. Um, and you can, I can even make arguments or at least hear arguments for other ones. People could say yeah, Alabama is a better job. So, uh, anyways, I, it's just crazy to see that that's what's going to happen. So now Oklahoma is still looking for a job, but now another huge, huge opportunity for Notre Dame to have another great coach. So you're talking about just everyone switching sides. I'm hoping that, like, Ryan Day goes somewhere. You know, like, what does Ryan Day go to Oklahoma? Or maybe Ryan Day goes to Notre Dame, and then Ohio State has to find a new coach. And then, you know, do they end up getting Jimbo Fisher for an A&M? Like, you know, just keep, just keep this craziness and chaos going. I think we all enjoy it when it comes to uh, college football. But what a wild time right now in the college football landscape and how everything's going down. I don't know what to make of it. I'm just enjoying the ride and knowing that, hey, here over at Arkansas, we're good, man. We don't have to worry about any of that nonsense. Y'all t- y'all go worry about that stuff. We'll be over here getting ready for our bowl game and not having to worry about our head coach going anywhere. Isn't that a nice feeling for a change? Not getting fired, not leaving to go anywhere, and you never have to fear about it at any point in time. Feels really, really good. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 